I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about research consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm coming to you today from uh, Destin, Florida. So if I sound distracted, we're doing executive search down here. It's one of the things we're going to talk about. So it's a beautiful day with waves crashing. So if I sound distracted, you just overlook it. So today I don't have a guest because I want to talk about really three different things. We're going to talk about our Mardi Gras event that we do every two years. Many of you over the holidays have asked us when we're doing that. We're also going to talk about the executive searches that we're doing. Our executive search business has really scaled, and we're doing a whole lot of them right now. So I want to give you an overview of all of those. And at the end, we're going to talk about football. If you remember, we did a college football preview before the season, uh, knowing that the championship ended up in New Orleans this year. So we're going to look back at our preview and kind of see who picked their teams right and then talk about the LSU-Clemson game. One, many of you have reached out to us about our Mardi Gras event. So we do a Mardi Gras event every two years where we do a conference in New Orleans where we talk about creating economic growth for small to mid-sized companies, communities, and nonprofit organizations. Had some great speakers last year and a big turnout. And many of you have, uh, with Mardi Gras around the corner, many of you have reached out to me and said, hey, when are we doing that again? And we don't do it till 2021 because we did it last year so we do this event every other year in New Orleans we do it the Thursday before Mardi Gras that's kind of the last family friendly day in New Orleans before Mardi Gras really gets going so this way if you want to come to our conference you certainly can and leave before Mardi Gras really gets going or if you want to stay for the whole weekend you can do that too but we're not going to have it in 2020 we do it every two years this way I get one year for Mardi Gras to enjoy myself the next time we do it will be Thursday, February the 11th, 2021. So we just wanted you all to know that. I've heard from many, many of you, especially over the holidays. And so we will certainly do it again, but it'll be February 11th, 2021. That's the Thursday before Mardi Gras. We're also today going to talk about some of the jobs we're currently doing. You've probably noticed our economic development executive search business has really scaled over the last year and now we're doing more than a dozen searches at once so i want to hit some of those many of you are reaching out to me about those some of you have said hey what if i'm interested in more than one how do i handle that 
So we're going to talk about that on today's episode. I have really no particular order. I just jotted these down really fast so I could work myself through the quickly. One of the jobs we sent most recently is Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We're doing the search for the Tuscaloosa County, Alabama Industrial Development Authority. And of course, Tuscaloosa has the flagship University of University of Alabama there in town. And, of course, we've all heard about it for their football, but they really have a tremendous – their student enrollment has grown by just leaps and bounds. They do a lot of research. And so it's just a tremendous, tremendous asset that Tuscaloosa has. Tuscaloosa is also known for having the Mercedes plant. That's located in Vance, Alabama, which is in Tuscaloosa County, kind of between Tuscaloosa and Birmingham. So that's Mercedes' uh, location for U.S. production. And uh, in having that, obviously, there's lots of automotive suppliers around there. Also, some good heavy industries over on the west side of Tuscaloosa where the river is. You've got a, a state dock over there. You've got shingle manufacturing company. You've got coal terminal. So really, it's an area that has anything an economic developer could want, some really good product, and obviously the flagship university. So they want to focus on advanced manufacturing, but also knowledge-based jobs to tap into some of that research that the university does. Also, I told you I'm in Destin today. We're doing a search for Florida's Great Northwest, which is a regional job with the Northwest Panhandle of Florida. And it, it covers everything from Pensacola, which has all kind of infrastructure, down to Panama City. So you got the beaches, you have military assets, up to even small rural towns with lots of timber. So it's a very unique, unique job and that there's just not anything in the world you can't really go after. So that's one you'll be seeing. We're also doing Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, which Cheyenne actually closed yesterday since this podcast is going to play on Thursday. So uh, Cheyenne just recently closed. But, hey, I always tell people if you see something late and you're interested, let us know because you never know when we get in our process and candidates withdraw or this, that, or the other happens. Cheyenne is a great community. Um, I, I went up to do this kickoff. Alex and I both did it. Alex Metzger co-owns the company with me. So usually only one of us do the kickoff, but we both want to go to Cheyenne. And we flew up there, and it's a great community, state capital community. Tremendous assets for data centers and fiber and infrastructure, a lot of distribution there. I had no concept how close Cheyenne was to Denver. Maybe that makes me ignorant, but uh, until we flew up there, I don't know. I guess I pictured Cheyenne being in the middle of Wyoming, but it's very close to Denver. It's, you know, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours. We flew into Denver when we went, and it was a real easy trip. We're doing Kershaw County, South Carolina. Talk about a place that's eat up with quality of life. I visited over there. It's adjacent to Columbia, South Carolina. So it's the county to the northeast of Columbia, up the interstate. They've got prepared sites. They've got a mega site that's prepared, spec building. They've spent all kind of money on training infrastructure and college infrastructure. A very exciting job, but I couldn't get over the quality of life. We were driving around, and you would pass a Donald Ross Country Club. Next thing you would see would be a polo field. Then you would see the horse racing. Uh, and so I said, boy, you have a quality of life here. So, I mean, it is a, a fantastic place. We're doing Tri-Cities, Washington which is the Kennewick, Washington area over on the southeast corner, kind of down near Idaho. We're in the late stages of that one, so hopefully we'll be making that hire real soon. It's actually the French fry capital of the world. You would think of Idaho as French fries, but it's actually this area. So a lot of agriculture, but also a Department of Energy National Lab. This was one of the sites that had the nuclear production back in the war days, and they've actually turned that into a national lab with all kind of research 
and this is a very, very good job for someone. We're finishing up Yoakum, Texas. Yoakum is a small town, but it's, it's close to everything. It's kind of halfway between San Antonio and Houston and Corpus Christi and Austin and uh, just great, great folks. I've gotten to know them real well, and I've really enjoyed my time there. I think we'll be making that higher here in the next week or so, so that one might be closing. But I do always say, if one of these interests you, you reach out to us and let us know because you never know through our process when candidates withdraw or boards change their minds. So also, we're doing a bunch of these all over the country. So if you have interest in more than one or if you're in a situation where you just really don't like your job now, feel free to call us. You can just call and talk through your situation and say, hey, I don't really know what I'm looking for, but I'm not happy here. And then we can try to look for fits for you as we do these searches. We have had very few of these searches that we have done where our person has left within the first couple of years, very few. And I think one of the reasons for that is we try to find the right fit. And so we're doing so many right now. If you call us and just tell us what you're looking for, we might can point you in the right direction for which fit it is that we're after. Next is West Fargo, North Dakota, and this is a community that has really invested in its downtown. If you go to our job page, which is nextmovegroupsearches.com, and you click around there, you can see this is a community that's investing in itself, and they're just doing all kind of stuff with their downtown, and there's some very good industry there. We're doing two searches for Bowling Green, Kentucky. And one we put on the market, the other one will probably go out in a week or two, but we're going to have to somehow let people know these are two different ones, not one. Both are for the Bowling Green Chamber, so one is for a VP of Partnership Services, which is sort of the membership donor relations type position, and we're also going to do a VP of Economic Development. So we released the partnership one this week. We'll be releasing the VP of Economic Development here in a week or two. So the partnership one geared more toward Chamber of Commerce type people or anybody that's dealt with donors, or philanthropy, or membership type, what, uh, what have you. And, of course, the economic development position will be standard economic development. So two of those in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bowling Green is the third largest city in Kentucky behind Louisville and Lexington. It's right between sort of Nashville and Louisville on I-65, they win all the time. They've won all kind of awards for different things. It is a great community. University there, it really is a great community. We're doing Jefferson County, Illinois, which is in the Mount Vernon, Illinois area, about an hour, hour and a half east of St. Louis. And, of course, if you listen to us regularly, you know I love St. Louis. And so that is, uh, that's Cardinals territory down there. You may hear Illinois and think it's Cubs, but it's Cardinals, and I'll be firing up real soon but this is where two interstates come together i'm trying to remember now i believe it's 50 it's the one that goes from from chicago south to memphis and then there's one that goes east and west from indianapolis to st louis they intersect right there in mount Vernon. so there's a huge distribution presence walgreens has a big distribution company there continental tire has a huge manufacturing organization there and this is a very pro-business town as we've gotten to know these leaders they're very very pro-business probably one of the most pro-business towns in all of illinois and, and in a really good location uh, from a competitive standpoint if you look at, at shipping and transportation costs next is another jefferson county so we got to make sure people don't get confused on these jefferson county west virginia we have not launched this one yet. This one will be coming out here in the next week or two, but we have done our kickoff process and are under contract, but we've yet to put it out on the market. So you'll be looking for this one. This is kind of a Washington, D.C. suburb. It's as far east in West Virginia as you can go and uh, in sort of a Washington, D.C. type suburb.
Next is Banks County, Georgia. Talk about a good location. It's halfway between Atlanta and Greenville on I-85. And Banks County has won like a deal a year for the last three or four years. Very nice industries there winning. And, uh, and actually, the exit before you get to Banks County is a large battery project. I think that's the biggest capital investment in Georgia history. Additionally, I, Banks either optioned or just took down 2,000 acres where they're going to be able to sort of make a mega park mega site in Banks County. So if somebody wants to go, it's literally halfway on 85 between Atlanta and Greenville. So if somebody wants to go win some projects, it is a fantastic location. They won the deal of the year from the state a few years ago. They've averaged doing about a deal a year or a deal every two years. So you certainly can win there. And next is the Business Development Council of West Virginia. This is up near the Pittsburgh market in that far northern tip of West Virginia. Uh, a lot of brownfield redevelopment. We think we're closing in on our person to hire there. Great location for anything metalworking-wise. Organization that knows how to do deals. They've had a history of doing deals. So if you're looking for a job up in the Pittsburgh market, that would be one for you as well. I think that's all the ones we currently have under contract that we could talk about. We have one or two still under contract that we can't quite talk about yet, and, uh, and we're going to have more coming to you real soon, uh, really across the country. So we urge you to go to nextmovegroupsearches.com. Keep up with us as we, as we continue looking for these. And, again, if you're in a situation where you don't really know where you want to be, but you know you want a new job, just call us and talk through it. we got some for everybody. I mean, we're doing these searches from 80000 a year to over 200000 a year from Washington State to Florida. I mean, so if you give us a call, tell us your situation, what you're looking for, we'll be happy to talk with you through those. All right, now that we got all those jobs out of the way, now we'll close with a little preview of the Clemson-LSU game. As you know, the national championship's in New Orleans, and we said back when we did the, the preview show that we would end our season by looking back a little bit at who we previewed and who kind of got it right, and then we'll talk about the, uh, the Clemson-LSU game. So my team's Mississippi State, and while we did beat Ole Miss and win the Egg Bowl in very dramatic fashion, for those of you that watched it, we just made a coaching change. And if you remember in the podcast, I said I didn't think Joe Moorhead was the answer. I hate to turn on somebody after one year, but I didn't think he was the answer. And we all thought after he beat Ole Miss that he had saved his job. But uh, getting ready for the bowl game, our linebacker broke the eye socket of our quarterback. And then the quarterback couldn't. We just had no discipline on the team whatsoever. And, you know, which is funny. Everybody says Joe Moorhead's a real nice guy. I wonder if he wasn't too nice and, and you know, was just a player's coach. But for him to be so nice, after he won the Egg Bowl, he did a press conference where he said he didn't care what the fans thought of him or he said he didn't care what most of them thought of him. We could all go pound sand and kick rocks, this, that, and the other. All he cared about is what the players thought of him which I just thought, that's funny for a guy that everybody says is so nice. People criticized Dan Mullen, said he wasn't nice enough. And, you know, Moorhead's so nice. Well, it sure didn't sound that way to me. So as far as I'm concerned, he can get his stuff and go just as quick as he can. I think we made the right decision. I saw no, no discipline whatsoever. And Mississippi State, ever since I can remember, we play hard, even when we're not talented. Even Sylvester Croom's teams, which really weren't very good, played hard. This team did not play hard, and so I'm, uh, I'm happy to see him go. You know, I'm also a New Orleans Saints fan, and, you know, that was a tough loss Sunday. Had a great season, 13-3. and three. And I actually said in our podcast, if we went 11-5 and five with this schedule, I'd be very happy. So I am happy with the season, but we had a tough game Sunday. A lot of injuries, and then uh, I didn't like the call at the end of the game 
to me, if you're going to have any rule called offensive pass interference, then that's what the Vikings got. Might as well not have the rule if you're not going to call that Vikings game. As I look back through other folks that previewed us, you'll remember my childhood buddy Kenneth Baggett previewed Florida State. Well, they fired their coach too. So he and I are in the same bucket. They fired their coach in the middle of the season. Hired the guy from Memphis who Kay Brockwell previewed with us. Kay's one of our business partners. Memphis had a fine season, so I'd say she probably came out of this other than Clemson smelling like a rose compared to the rest of us. She lost her coach, but that was for a good reason. Daniel Webb previewed Tennessee for us, and they turned it around after that embarrassing start against Georgia State. They really turned it around, won some games. I'm still not sure they got the right coach for that division. I mean, to beat Georgia and Florida and Alabama every year, you got to have a start. I don't know if he's it or not, but he did turn it around a little bit. And then Alex Metzger previewed Kentucky with us. Kentucky had a good season. If you really think about it, they lost their quarterback about midway through the season and had to play a receiver at quarterback, and they ended up winning seven or eight games. I mean, beat Louisville terribly bad and then won their bowl game. And so uh, I think that guy's doing a really good job up there, Stoops. Of course, now it's basketball season. That's really all they care about. So they'll go to get into basketball real real soon. Now for the main event. Clemson and LSU will do battle in a Superdome Monday night in New Orleans. Both undefeated. I don't think anybody could have dreamed of a matchup like this with both of the teams undefeated. I mean, LSU, nobody – I didn't see it coming. The LSU people probably did. But this Joe Burrow, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if he's not the number one pick, people are absolutely crazy. The season that LSU's had, Coach O – has really done a great job with what he's done and bringing Joe Brady in there to help the passing game. You know, a lot of people said Coach O may not make it as a head coach. I was one of them, but boy, was I wrong. I'll be the first one to admit was I wrong. He has done a tremendous job. Somehow LSU always makes the national title in New Orleans. I don't know if that's bad for our economy or not. But, you know, Alabama beat them down here the last time we had it. And year before that, or the, the time before that, LSU won a championship in New Orleans. So here they are again uh, battling the Clemson Tigers who's flown under the radar for a national champion. Trevor Lawrence is the one quarterback that I would think is going to really give LSU some problems. I mean it'll come down to the end for sure. I'm not sure how much of a home field advantage LSU will have in the Superdome because there's going to be a lot of Clemson people there. LSU should have the advantage. But Clemson's won two of the last three national championships, played in the other semifinals, so they should have a really good crew there. John Sisson from our team, you know, he goes to all the big Clemson games, so he he's excited and he thinks they can beat LSU. And I'm sure they can if LSU comes out and turns the ball over. But it should be an exciting weekend in the city, really from – there's all kind of events going on, really from Saturday right through Monday. Should be, a, should be a very exciting time. And I don't think anybody predicted before the year Clemson and LSU. I think everybody had Clemson and Alabama. But here we sit, Clemson and LSU. So since I got to predict the ball game, I would predict LSU 31, Clemson 28. I think it'll come right down to the end. I do think Clemson will play with them very, very close and probably come down to turnovers. But you would think being in the Superdome would help. And Joe Burrow, there's just something about him I trust in a big spot. So if I had to guess, I think LSU will win the game. Might not cover five-point spread, but I think LSU will, uh, will win the football game. So... Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you for joining us today as we went through all our activities. And again, we started with Mardi Gras, so I remind you, for those of you who are interested in our Mardi Gras event, we do it every two years. So we're not doing it this year. 
We'll do it again February 11th of 2021. If you're interested in any of our executive searches, go to nextmovegroupsearches.com. And if you're in a situation, many people say, hey, I think I'm looking, but I don't know if I'm looking. I want to find the right opportunity. Just call us. We're doing so many of these. If you call us, we can find the right fit for you. Thank you very much.